Uncomfortable Queens Productions presents Black in the Field. Where there's comfort, there's growth. For centuries, Black women have stretched to the benefit of everyone but themselves. Join us as we dissect the Black experience in the workplace and other spaces. <laughs> Crown Jewel, the unhealthy culture, overwork, and busyness is the veil for the sad realization that we understand our professions more than our loved ones. Titi. Yay! Episode four. Hey, we back, y'all. We back. Mm, one, two, three, four times. Again, we back. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> we are here. Well, 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 sis, how are you? I am well, but before we start on each other and how we feeling, I have to say happy birthday again to you. I want you guys to mark this on your calendar, village folks, our village people, our loved ones out here. It is called T-Day, okay? It's T-Day, December 7th. So I just want to give hey. you a, a birthday shout out. Um, I love you. And you my sister. Love you so happy birthday. Happy you mine. You my sister. Thank you, boo. You know, T-Stump is here. <laughs> you know, it's the sad season. We told y'all before, we're going to keep telling y'all, get you one. Elevate your spirit. You know what I'm saying? So it was, it was, it was a good time. I enjoyed. I, you know, I sat in my house because it's Corona. Had a private chef come and prepare a little meal, and you know, just got cute in my house. You know how your mother used to make you dress up on a holiday to go sit in your grandmother's living room, the yeah. same living room you be in every week, right? Of course. And then hot as hell with that outfit, hot with the white tights on. Or you had the white tights with the socks Ew. with the lace around the ankles. So you had on that whole get <laughs> and that green dress. And you'd be like, why do I look like a Christmas tree? I look like and a- why do I have this on? Why do I have this? It's so many layers, mom. And I have to go to the bathroom. If you was like me, shout out if you was like me out there and used to bust your stockings up on purpose. I busted my stockings every week after church, yo. Like I would intentionally just play. I hate, I hate, pantyhose to this day it has to really be a, a literal reverence of respect or literally like i i know because i was raised right i gotta show up a certain way for me to throw a hose on and if i do it's most likely a nude because i just i can't they just oh it just feels like it's so something yeah that's exactly it's it's oh i just i i, I hate it and you know when we were coming up tights had no good no. They was about like putting a cast. <laughs> Not a cast. <laughs> yo, putting a cast on your leg, yo. It oh gosh. But anywho, it was great. I'm grateful just to be here. Um, of course, we know, especially this year, just with so much loss. It's just so Lord, it's so much loss going around. And I just, I mean, I'm I'm just grateful to be here, thankful for my family and which of course you are my sister in our village of course thank you for sharing um all of your messages and comments on our instagram i appreciate the love i felt the love and i was just happy to sit in my house girl so sounds like that being to me 
Sound, listen, it was a blast. So how how you been? How how you holding up over there? Well, up there, I should say. Um, up here, yes. I'm by the way, listening audience, I'm in the Northern Virginia area. If you guys don't remember from the first episode, but that's where I'm at. So I'm pretty much holding up. The weather is changing, so I can't say it's getting colder. And uh mm-hmm. I personally I'm just starting to see the shutdown, the slow decline. Like things are slowly moving towards, oh, we're not open at this time. We're closing mm-hmm. early. Mm-hmm. So I've been noticing that um out here a lot far as work work has been consistently busy on the next level uh so so much you know expectation at this point with just how work is structured and the dynamic of work but you know we out here hustling doing what we got to do so i will continue to do that hustle you know it's all about multiple streams of income people right multiple streams so i got to keep it moving and you know it's the end of the year so for me i tend to like checking on my health especially you know kind of get that oh yeah my game plan for next year so kind of doing that as well checking in on myself as far as you know making sure I go to these doctor's appointments so that's where I'm at that's how I'm feeling this particular episode well I'm glad that you are prioritizing which you always do right because we as staunch advocates for health and wellness so prioritizing your wellness your health I feel you on that Q4, just again, as I said in episode two, why are you expecting anything but for me to be here alive? I mean, but you know, (laughs) we'll get into that later. Um, Yeah, I'm glad you're here. Well, all that good stuff. I think since we talked to y'all, well, you know, we talked, yeah, it was Thanksgiving, right? We already talked about, yeah, we had an episode for Thanksgiving. So we talked about that. Yes. So I guess we can get into Nuttier world shit. World shit. All right. So, what we got this week? Uh, this week, what we got? You know, people been gathering, so I heard, <laughs> and things been traveling, so I heard. <laughs> What's been traveling? It's that Rona still. It's still here, folks. It's still here while you were eating whatever meal you made and that plate you took from your aunt house who make the bomb mac and cheese and you walked up in there and went to somebody else's house because they make better potato salad. For for the travelers. Yeah, the travelers, um, they on my list for the nutty shit. Yeah, the travelers out here traveling. Why are y'all traveling? I, I'm not talking about, you know, you go visit and check on that main person you've been checking on. You know, we all got a quarantine crew. That's real. We all certain people yeah. seen that you kind of, yeah. frequent, which is fine. No judgment here. You need human interaction. But the, the large gathering and the large traveling, I cannot take because you're spreading the Rona to our grandparents and our mothers and the people we love. And that's a problem for me. And because I'm tired. I'll go back to what you said, sis. I'm just tired of hearing people getting it or dying from it. You want to travel in large groups. Yeah. I mean, and it's not even, like you said, the movement. It's, but we're not supposed to be doing any unnecessary movement. And if you're moving, how are you moving? Are you traveling, like you said, and going to your destination and letting that be 
your destination or is your destination every place? Because some of y'all, and again, we don't want to say, you know, you know, because everybody want to take everything as, okay, we're going to say you shame it. No, we're going to say that these cases are rising as predicted because people knew you dummies was going to keep doing what we were told not to do. So the protections were correct. And you know why they're correct? Because we're doing exactly what we shouldn't be doing. Yes. Cause some of y'all is on the scene like a groupie in the eighties. <laughs> Not the eighties. Which band were they touring with? And I and I'm I mean, it's just large crowds with everybody got a mask on though. Just in the club, just. And I get as an extroverted introvert. Sometimes you, you want that, like you said, interaction, but then you have your, that's what your quarantine bubble is for. Some of us, of us are our runners for our parents. Again, if your parents are up and, you know, are considered senior citizens, right? So you yeah. have to kind of brave the wild for them and take them their food, yeah. right? But that's the thing people don't think about is even they, they, you might go right out here and do something and, and you're being the runner, you transfer that Rona onto that bag. You got to sit on the porch with your grandparents or your parents. Yeah. You got to take and Y'all don't have to, y'all don't wash your hands. No way. Because I see how you comes up out of them bathrooms at work. Which is why we can't go to the office anyway. Because everybody would be dropping like flies. But y'all don't let them dogs and stuff lick up on stuff. And, 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 and girl, I seen a video today of Terry Bradshaw letting his dog eat out the daggone bowl. And I don't care who say it's cool. That ain't cool. Let yeah. no dog lick up in your stuff. That's why I ain't nobody fool now. And then y'all come anyway. Y'all come out the bathroom and do that little fingertip sprinkle and going on back to that desk, touching all the doorknobs and everything in the office. So y'all know you've been home all year, not washing your behinds, marinating. Marinating. Ugh. And your funk. <laughs> yeah, y'all not even changing y'all outfits every day. So that's another girl, thing. girl, getting up on these Zoom calls, <laughs> looking ugly, looking how only your people in your house should see you looking. I want to see that. Nobody, <laughs> nobody thinking you look down to earth, girl. No, I didn't recognize it because I don't had a couple of them click on. When this first started and they was really making you be diligent about them cameras, but see, I told them them cameras wasn't going to work for me. I let that be known about the first week and a half in it. Let me tell you something. I ain't going to keep turning this camera on. You remember what I look like. <laughs> I'm on here, accounted for and participating. Leave me blown by the camera. Getting up, clicking them cameras on, looking like you're in your brush to teeth. Just no decorum. Mm. <laughs> totally not totally not but no like go you know going back to what you said like the knowing like when you get to a destination make sure you're there only like chew, pick and choose and make wise decisions on who you're gathering with that's simply put no one's really restricting you from gathering the reality is they're not but be conscious be choosy and you have to have your own precautions at this point this is your help yeah. They got it in a dollar store now. PPE. And then why, what is with the chin straps and the under the nose? <laughs> it's just so... I've given it too much, y'all. And I'm sorry, y'all. And if y'all have been getting pandemic talk on every podcast, 
aside from this one, I apologize because this is redundant, but I just, we've got, we gotta, we gotta take care of each other, y'all. We do. We do. Please. Yeah. <sighs> anyway. Yeah. Anything else on that, sis? No, that's enough. Like you said, we, we beat, everyone is beating this dead horse and look, we done said our piece on it, so. Oh, yes. So it's going to probably be another shutdown looming. Um, please be advised if your state's guidelines or precautions. There are several, well, I don't even know why they try to do this to these babies. And this is the last thing I'll say. They are calling already police babies out of the classroom, several counties. You know, the babies that did end up doing the going returning to school. Yeah. Several counties have called it because see, they're getting cases now. Huh. But y'all should have called it when you knew cases were spiking last month. Exactly. Cases started spiking right after Halloween. Y'all should have said there will be no return. You know who where my children were, right? You know they wasn't there. <laughs> there. You know. Uh, but uh, you know, it's just crazy. But um, I definitely wanted to talk about a very interesting article one of my colleagues sent me. And it's from Corn Ferry. Corn Ferry does a lot of research and they put a lot of great information um, in terms of leadership, just all kinds of disciplines. Okay. It's just a great, it's a good resource. And you know, corporate America speak, they like it. I'm just gonna say that. <laughs> okay. um, it has its, it's, it has its it has its tokens, you know. Okay. And here's one. And again, it stems from shout out to Steph, she's uh, a listener. And she's like, I really want to, I want to share this because this is so important. And she tries to do her part, you know, <laughs> on the ally front. She really does try to gather her sisterin okay. up because you know they need it. They, most definitely. <laughs> <laughs> Women of the fairer complexion. And so um, she's really, and loves our podcast. And she just said, hey, I, I thought this would be something um, and just was really interesting. And she and I had, because we had a conversation last week, and she okay. forwarded this article to me talking about, which, because this relates to what we were talking about, and the lack of inclusive leadership. Okay. Um, again, which uh, we, we all know that, right? I'm seeing the head nods. Like, you know, you, you have these large corporations, and there are none, or there may be one, and we know that one may be of the same ilk. Yeah. So, we always can't often count on that different diverse perspective and these ELT executive leadership teams or uh, C-suite, whatever your organization refers to them as. And the article um, basically says, and I'll just read a little bit. Um, and this is from Corn Ferry and the article is called Head and Heart Inclusive Leaders. If anyone wants to you know, read it for themselves, again, Corn Ferry is the source and the article is head and heart inclusive leaders and it says we could not find one single leader in the top 25 percentile on all 10 competency and trait composites and this is of a study they did mm. yes yes and so they say when lowering the threshold to those in the top 25 percentile and six or more of those composites meaning certain categories that this that is based upon demographic mm -hmm. perspective you know where you fall in terms of your leadership style um we found that only five percent of the leaders we looked at could be classed as inclusive leaders okay um we identified two types of inclusive leaders heart inclusive leaders and head inclusive leaders mm. organizations need both 
The results are telling and accentuate the urgency for organizations to develop inclusive leaders as quickly as possible, right? So there is the heart, so the difference, the heart, the person who feels, who, 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 who okay. truly, truly feels that they are a leader and may on the surface level kind of do certain things to show that will be symbolic inclusion. Then there are head who in my mind, I don't think, right? Or right. I don't feel, or I don't, right? I'm inclusive, right? Again, but it all boils down to which is essentially what Corn Ferry is saying. And I'm paraphrasing, by the way, again, feel free to pull the entire article, but basically they're, you know, they're saying that's not enough. And we all know that that is not. Enough. No, definitely not. Um, and it, again, it, it, it goes without saying that, you know, um, we, we need diversity in leadership, but especially when it comes to the executive level leadership, because we all know decisions, all major decisions that will affect organizations and specifically the culture of an organization stems mm -hmm. from the head. Because if, if leaders in that organization are, uh, are comfortable with a toxic culture, all the decision-making, their practices, even the way they socialize and, or interact with people across the organization will reflect that. Mm. So I just thought that was something interesting to share and, and kind of aligns with, you know, what we, we aim to do here. Yes, I think is amazing because this is new to me. So thank you to our listener. Thank you, Stephanie, for sharing this. I've never heard of Corn Ferry and, and this is great knowledge that's out here, right? Once again, we want to, oh, yeah. you know, we're building a platform, we're building a village, and we want to make sure we are a resource, and we learn as well as you guys learn. So sharing this is amazing, sis. Like I love this information, and we we need to know like what's out there. How does leadership look, right? Because we all scream like oh, well, yeah. people that don't look like me at the top. People don't look like me. So how do we change that narrative? So this is very and, yeah, absolutely. Clear. Yeah, yeah. Well, thank you. Um, cool. Like I said, again, and, and the problem is, is we, again, if you're not in the organizational development and learning um, umbrella, like we are, if this isn't your, what you speak on a daily basis, a lot of times you don't know that this data is out here or even how to articulate or to put a name to what you're experiencing or your ideas, right? Because uh, as a people, particularly as Black people, we understand the importance and the detriment that having lack of inclusive leadership means right yeah, and um these are the things that we have to discuss this is the information we have to disseminate across the community so you all can know um what's going on and and, and this is also again can be used for you as a resource if you want to advocate for yourself or other people like you within your current organization. You have you have information you can forward. Hey, this is why this is important. Listen, you up for that promotion? Hey, pull this article out. Okay, hello. Yeah, yeah. It's not just something I see here. This is a this is a symptom of a larger issue. Yes. Um, and and just kind of speaking speaking more to to that and where we just I hate to even say where we are, but where we aren't, you know. Yeah, where we are not right. We're not here. We're not. We're not in certain spaces. And this information is out here for us to research. Be prepared, like you said. Go to that meeting with this research. Hey, this is research in this area. This is what I'm speaking to. You know, having that backup is necessary, especially in the workspace. 
people will listen mm-hmm. in yeah. when they know you did the research behind something. So you gotta yeah, come- and and again, and again, I I I really, you know. I, I really just, it's its important. And I really just wanted to share. Um, and here, this is what I wanted to also just share with y'all too. And this expands a little bit more on what I was explaining with the head and the heart type of leader. So the heart led cluster stood out for its high average scores on the people related traits of authenticity and emotional resilience. And the disciplines of optimizing the talent integrates diverse perspectives and builds interpersonal trust. The head led cluster was more mind, was more mindset and action oriented with high average scores on the enabling traits of flexibility and inquisitiveness and the disciplines of applies an adaptive mindset and achieves transformation so to just break that all the way down for you it essentially means exactly what i explained a little bit ago and but a little, a little bit more detail meaning heart led understanding again emotional intelligence right yes seeing unique characteristics in each person, taking that person's story or them and their experience into consideration, right? Mm-hmm. And then there is the, and there's, and there because there are people who truly are heart-led and in their heart, they believe this is what they do. Yeah. But we know based on a lack of inclusive leadership that a lot of times people say this or think they they manage this way and they don't. Yeah. Right? In action, they don't. And then sack head again, head. Um, so that's the more logical, flexible, meaning you're going to, in a lot of ways, roll with the punches, mm-hmm. right? And inquisitive, but inquisitive in only in a way that's going to maximize your work, but not necessarily maximize or develop the whole, right? Okay. Develop the whole person. So mm-hmm. kind of just those things, very labor, you know, big mindset of, you know, results, you know, producing, yeah. getting things done better ways to get things done right not understanding that getting things done and the motivation to get things done as a leader you motivate your team or your direct reports by including them yes individually right so again that's the whole long i don't want to get you know me i can talk about this type of stuff all day but because you're passionate you know what you're talking about just just wanted to share that sorry just wanted to share thank you i appreciate that so do you you're passionate and you know what you're talking about for sure all right, so um, anything else? Any last comments before we wrap up Nettie and the Squirrel Shisters? No, I think I think we touched the people. We let them know what we not liking during this time and we dropped some knowledge on them. So, hey, we gave, we gave them some information and we gave them an opinion all at the same time. I mean, I think mm-hmm. we did good in this, in this way. I like it, I like it, I like it. The meat. The meat. Potatoes. All right. So quarter corner. Here we come. Here. All right, sis. What's this week's quarter corner topic? Well, we are going to touch on, (laughs) I mean, expectations, right? From work, from your family just the expectation at this moment in time where we're at like personally most of us are drained Mm -hmm. (laughs) I can say that even for myself I have my moments where I feel completely drained and I have to muster up you know the other parts of my life right to water everything as a whole human being but 
especially with work, this expectation of being engaged. And I go back to what you said. Look, you lucky I'm showing up at this point. Like, I don't know what else to give you. I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. I am doing the task that you have assigned to me. I come to you if I need guidance and direction. And we should not be zooming and talking 24-7. Like, working from home is no disconnect for me. Like, that, nope. dis- that, that flexibility that working from home gives you flexibility. In many areas, it does, right? I can get my laundry done, cook a good meal, kind of figure out maybe exercise a moment to take a break. But I have an expectation from business where, oh, but you're on call in a sense at this point. Mm-hmm. I didn't sign up to be on call because last nope. I checked, that's what doctors do. Last I checked. I mean, <laughs> and I mean, I'll stop you when you lie. I mean, because I, I don't understand that expectation and it's it's a struggle and it gets hard and it's like, okay. And then the other part of that, you know, being the employee that, you know, was reliable in the office is even a level of more responsibility that comes on you when you're the work from home responsible employee. And it's like, okay, you are already asking for a lot in the office. Now you expect me to do that part of where did this come from? I didn't know that was in the job description because that wasn't a duty when I signed up. <laughs> but now I'm doing all of everyone's job. Sometimes we manage our managers and you get fall into that slump. And and it, and it becomes, it, it, like you said, it's never ending. It's, it's, you're kind of forced to create some hard boundaries but let's refer back to my quote um because i i think or do you think Mm. that a large part of why we are completely just undone is because there was no of course this is the pandemic Mm -hmm. and if we really think about it, we're doing exactly what we've always done. We are. You're right. There's there there is no no this society American society is not designed is is in specifically the work culture corporate America or the work expectations that the 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 norms you know the work more manners and mores okay yes are 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 have always been to overextend yes right it's literally it is a kind of a a unspoken benefit when you work for a company that prioritizes work-life balance it is and i just feel like it just trickled into this pandemic well we always operate right hence the failure to shut down in time hence the reopening and not doing so in a in a methodical way yes right at the right time mm-hmm. because the the idea is product first people never production first people never so do you kind of is you see what i'm saying do you oh, kind of yeah. think it kind of goes hand in hand most most definitely i mean the way you broke it down is exactly how american work culture is set up we can see it every day right 
the level of people getting sick. A lot of these people are getting sick because they're deemed what? Essential workers, right? They're in the workforce. They're always outside and they're coming home because what? Yep. We are prioritizing that product we need from Amazon or Target. And not that we don't need these things to function, but those products yep. come before these people. And when these mm-hmm. people perish, we're like, well, they were lost for a good cause. No, they were not. They sacrificed. Been sacrifices. And the reason why the rates in our communities are alarmingly high is because who comprises the, comprises the essential worker workforce? Yes. Black and brown people. Right? And so a lot of us can't afford. We just talked about this with Simply Sam's letter last week to the the outside child care or don't have the support system. So you're relying on that extended family member. But what happens when that essential worker who goes out every day comes home and gives it to the kids, but the kid's asymptomatic and the kid goes over grannies because the kid don't have nowhere else to go or mommy goes to work. Right? Yeah. And 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 gets it, you know, And, and it's 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 just it's curtsy the whole as you said you know the drain thing i mean i told i understand you're 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 so right it's like once you finally step away Mm -hmm. it's not stepping away it's literally like a weight is and and i find i'm for for me yeah i don't like again i've always been and prefer to be in the office majority of the time work from home ad hoc right as needed yeah. So I love the fact that my company um, allows, has this flexibility as we are a global organization. Yeah. And I find that I enjoy the change of environment. Mm. And so now I don't have that in my home. Yeah. It's now become my office, but not just for my personal business, right? But now I'm doing my day job here. And so I feel like there's never, there's never a break. There's never a break, yeah. Right? I, I'm the kind of person, I need that. I physically, I'm very much a visual, physical, I need the energy. I have got to change my environment. Yes. It's, and I found that for me, that's a large, that, that's a large piece of having work-life balance for me. Mm. Because leaving the office allows me to leave. That change of environment signals my brain to leave whatever's going on there. Because otherwise, I don't always have that hard stop. So that gives me a hard stop. Once I drive from work to wherever I'm going, whether it's home, pick up the kids, whatever, I have to let whatever happened at work go. Yeah. But I don't have that now, right? And when you to speak to what you said about just you know, not having these never ending expectations and not having a work-life balance. I see it up close and personal because I, my, a lot of my colleagues and people on my team are based in Singapore, Poland, where they get three week summer sabbaticals. Mm. Everything shuts down when they have, they shut down when it's time to shut down. You understand? They encourage that stepping away my pen colleagues at minimum when they take off is two weeks minimum if they you know we might do a week yes if we're lucky them two weeks it's in the summer oh business pretty much has to shut down because you have so many of our global colleagues going on vacation okay 
and those are things that we don't practice here and once right. again, like we spoke like you spoke to we spoke to that has to change and if anything you know i would hope and encourage you know corporations right corporate america look at look at this you know let's let's figure out what a real vacation is that does not mean look at your work emails on your cell phone and we all do it you never are disconnected and this is why everybody listen up you gotta remember i said one thing that helps me and i can only share with y'all what helps me to disconnect was you know having that change of environment and now we don't have it anymore and so it's I have to be really intentional about stepping away. Like in my mind, I have to set a time that I say, I don't care if it's not a major fire to put out, which a lot of times it isn't. You need to close this laptop and step away. And if you do any work, you need to be doing work on culture grill. Okay. Like you have got to step away from them people stuff a certain time i'm going to say something that this because you you brought up a very interesting point another hard stop i have and i stopped this some years ago it's been a few years ago now mm-hmm. and i'm upfront about this when i join an organization or even when i take on pro- projects and i consult i let people know there after a certain time you can email me whenever you'd like i'm letting you know i will not be responding you can feel free to send an email to me, but I do not respond. And let me tell you, I also do not download that job's email on my cell phone. Hmm. For what? No, I don't have it. I stopped doing it years ago. Let me tell you something I don't never want again is a daggone work phone. <sighs> had one one time and like to climbed a wall. I don't find it a perk. It don't make me feel successful. I don't want it. If you are in an industry where you can really sit down and think long and hard about if you absolutely have to have your work email, because we, again, we understand certain things are profession specific. Yeah. I know if you're in law enforcement or if you're a first response, you're a nurse. I mean, and you, you say pick up a shift and you will. I know certain professions, you know, yeah. and I was just throwing some out there for sake of conversation, but y'all get what I'm saying. You yeah. can't always do that, but you got to find some way to disconnect. But those of us who can, who use a regular Microsoft Outlook and you have pretty much traditional hours, let that Microsoft go off your cell phone. You, you right. It's you're arresting yourself, right? You're putting yourself in handcuffs with oh. your cell phone, and you don't realize it. Because to check my email, because why I do that is it makes me hard. It makes it harder for me to do anything after hours because I have to log on. Yes. Right. So that's a few more steps. That's why, like you said, we don't disconnect. We get caught up because you have it at your phone. Mm-hmm. On your phone. But any anyway, sis, um, are you like so what do you think? What you like because you mentioned something a few minutes ago about and it's true, you know, it shouldn't just be articles going around on Facebook or Instagram or whatever about our work life. No, it's not cute little we gotta get serious people and really start pushing. We push for legislation, we push, we need a lot of stuff. We yes. need everything that we're talking about. And I think. This would be the perfect time, especially since most people are home, to really assess the way we work and what we consider, again, what we consider to be diligent professionalism. Yeah. 
right? We, we touched on this before. Is the eight hour workday necessary? Y'all know, well, ain't because half of y'all black people, y'all come to work and you know you eat breakfast first and dare somebody <laughs> to say something to you before you eat that little egg sandwich, get your coffee, go speak to people. Okay. Yes. You Everybody do. I know it being that dag on break room talking. Mm-hmm. You might do a good four hours of work, and then you if you're not on the, the book, the, the books or the Instagrams. Yeah. So come on, let's. I mean, and it's not to say I'm not saying people don't work. I'm yeah. saying, do we really? In saying that, are you really working eight straight hours? Would it be best to, or if we do, if we say, okay. And, and, and instead of cutting the the um hours, let me tell you what I would be I would I would be happy to do, ten hour days, four days a week. Yeah. For a three day weekend. Exactly. I mean, and as a nation, we decide if the weekend's going to be Friday, Saturday, Sunday, or Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Monday. I agree because reality is that Friday you're never you you don't get a full Friday. Who gets a full Friday, right? The concept of Friday being your weekend and you are working, let's say nine to six, eight to four, seven to three thirty, you know, time frame wise. Do you really feel like you have enough time to decompress from the week after no. Friday night? You don't. You're tired. You're tired. And then that goes back to how much can I pour into my family, right? Your husband, your children, your partner, your, your mother, your sister. You are so depleted by that Friday, that family time goes out the door. Because you're running errands. Most people, you're, you're trying to run errands. You're doing stuff because these kids, are well, outside clothes, but they always in something. You got to let them do something. Some throwing a ball somewhere or need a ride. These kids need more dang on ride. They need rides everywhere. Need ride. They need rides everywhere. So, you know, and just I think the quality of life. I think we might even live longer. Yes. Because Americans, we literally work ourselves to death. Like, I just think people, people would feel better. People would be able to probably handle traffic a lot better. Yes. Yes. Most people ain't ready to say nothing and let people also what's wrong with having like y'all sit up and get them pointless surveys that don't assess the right data. Y'all want y'all survey and see when people when you start a job, what's your what's your most productive hours? Some people come alive at 430 in the morning. Yeah. Some people come alive. They don't come alive till 10. Some people, you know, it's at night like. People, I think people, again, all making sure the, the organization is covered where it needs to be, you know, a, yeah. of course, why can't that be an option too? That's a great point. Why do, why do I have to work? Why do people have to work nine to five? Why, if, if this person works by the third shift and that's more conducive to their lifestyle for them to be home and be able to work at night while their kids are sleeping. Yeah. That's a what's the problem? That idea is golden, number one. <laughs> and yeah, to have that data will be such a resource. And we do need to do that. Like we need to figure out, like, because everyone has their rhythm, right? We all have this this rhythm inside of us, an internal clock that beats differently. Yeah. That's why they have night owls, right? Or early bird. Those things are for a reason. When we say these things because those are people and their rhythm, their their internal clock beats that way. Yeah. 
And why should yeah. I penalize you and make you feel, oh, you're not working in the most efficient way because you're not a morning person or you're not a uh, evening person. We have to work after hours. That's how, are we being fair? Are we giving grace? Do we, once again, we put in the product before the people and their well-being. And I know the bigger we get with tech, okay, we get with technology, we're going to get to the point where they're saying, oh, people are not going to be necessary in certain places and things of that nature. No, you're always going to need people in certain professions, recruiting, for example, right? You need that level of professionals. You need that touch base. You have to have bedside manners when dealing with people. So you cannot say that tech is going to take everyone's job. So we should just shift things out like robots. No, when you care about those and invest in those people, you will get productivity that you want you will get that you will have that those people will show up they will also show up for you because you have given them you know that opportunity to actually decompress people are more likely to work hello for you yeah when you feel rested when you feel like yes you know I, i just don't even think we know what it means to truly have rest yeah we don't. It's constant go, 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 go. And can we also add this? Whoever made up this damn, you get six weeks or eight, even 12 weeks after you done pushed a whole human being that took up your body for nine whole months. And some of us, because pregnancy is something you can't predict, may have preemies, you yeah. know, may have anything. And the way they do black women in childbirth and then y'all want somebody to come up and come back and do a job and you got a, a, a baby that can't even sit up yet home hollering. Listen. It's crazy. It's crazy. You're crazy. not emotionally ready for that. You're not. And, and, and then half the time and then you send your child to daycare, you might as well just go on and sit down because daycare is a second mortgage. I've lived it. <sighs> you better off just sitting down. And who wants to do that? If, especially if you're a woman who you've gotten to a certain place in your profession and you don't necessarily want to feel like you should have to make a choice. But oftentimes as women, we make we might make the choice for the greater good, you know, of your family and, and being present. We should be, we shouldn't have to have a choice. And black women, again, our motherhood isn't seen on the same level mm-hmm. and isn't valued because our womanhood isn't valued. So they can't even begin to value our motherhood. Yeah. Right. So there's navigating that as a black mother and how you're treated and the expectations they have of you when you are a mother. And that's why I love to remind them people that I got two kids. That's my <laughs> number one priority. Okay. All right. You got to tell them. So just so we clear. Crystal. Crystal clear. Number one priority. That's it. That's it. You know, and um, Hey, because we mothers too. And, and and it's it's you know, so it's just it's so much that is wrong. And I think this will be when will the world ever sit down like it's happened? Anytime y'all sat down and cleared up the canals in Europe and 90 million people come through them streets and been roaming since Jesus was here, yeah. and just sitting down for what two months. Yeah. Cleared up all those connect. I told you how clear the water was here in, in, in North Carolina. Yeah. They said the water even in um Ocean City at home, you know, had cleared up a little bit. It wasn't as brown. I mean, come because y'all wasn't putting your nasty, you've been putting on a nasty sunblock in it. You know, 
Yeah. Because some of y'all pee in the ocean, but that's another story. You won't pee in the ocean. Oh, it's the ocean. Some of them pee in pools, too. Let me tell you something. I, I had a couple of my timeline. I think I remember that peed in the pool. <laughs> Worse. Oh, no. I was just laughing. I was just playing. I was just playing. But no. Nah. Um, yeah. I mean, I just, y'all, the expectations of the same level of productivity prior to the pandemic is a real thing. And if y'all going through it, you feeling anything we said, please let us know. I mean, we're just here to be a soundable for y'all because it's 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 crazy right now. And and because we we don't we have no, you know, because can't nobody go collect that man out of that office <laughs> or at least collect him enough to do what he need to do while he's still there. People just gotta keep on getting up out of here every day. Yeah. And it is it's gut wrenching and it's heartbreaking. It is. It's it's not numbers, it's people. It's people. Lives. Lives, yeah. And we may not, I mean, let's be honest. We're looking at we may not have any direction to February. It'll be we will be rounding around the Rona Valentine's Day. Yeah. Before we probably get any clear directives. Yeah. You're exactly right. And that's and that's giving. I think that's giving it like a, a high expectation there, because it might it might be beginning on March trying to just be like the plan is now. We do, and who's and and if it's not a forced kind of like it was earlier thing, they're not going to do it because you still have people riding around with his stuff on their cars, and I saw one the other day with a whole out- outfit on, and I said he lost. Oh no. It is, it's over. It's over. It's over. It's, and it's, I don't, what are you? No mask and just proud girl. Like he was just making a statement. What? And I just looked and when he walked past, I looked and said, he lost. Another lady, a sister looked at me. We looked at each other like, what is happening here? What are you doing? So that's what I'm saying. If you don't do something like that, you're going to just have these people that are really, because I'm sticking it to Biden. Idiots. You're going to have people who are still going to do this. So y'all was mad before we were shut down. This is why. Now y'all see why. Yeah. Because folks is telling me, their organizations already telling them they're not going to be in back in the office till summertime. What's how about y'all? I, I, anybody get any any um? Let us know if y'all have gotten any conversation in your. Org- I mean, you're talking yeah, June at minimum. And here and again, the same cycle happens every year. The weather changes, cold and flu season, blah blah blah. So if there isn't some clear plan or way to do this, we're going to be right back here. We are. 2022 was starting to look way more realistic. You know, I, I tried to have a little bit of faith <laughs> and I'm a woman of great faith. Yeah. I, I'm on the same page with that. I, I feel like 2021 is going to be spotty and it's going to be some bumps on the road too. And we have to be realistic out here. Our village, be realistic. Like I know we all want things to speed along realistically yes you're not going to be able to do certain things next year as well you got to be okay with that i want people to uh certain things we don't need to do though is uh why is everything virtual explain that to me why is everything virtual 
I don't know. I wish I knew, baby. I don't know. <laughs> Help me. I need a sign. Cause why is the baby shower, the wedding, okay. See, the bar mitzvah, virtual? Y'all, I didn't say that. Y'all can have, have your ball and bot mitzvah. You hear me? Because we don't need nobody. Have your look. I'd rather you zoom shower. Now, but see, that's yeah, I get you because see, I feel what you're saying. Cause sis, are, are you are you saying that? Because by the time you get finished with these people Monday through Friday, you don't want to do no more Zooms. So even yeah. the good Zoom stuff that you actually happy to get, at least get to participate in, you just done. You fit I'm, to be tied. I'm, <laughs> I'm fit to be tied, and I'm just sick and tied. And that okay, that's the part that I'm grappling with as well. It's like I have. I have Zoom meetings for work. It's, it's certain things that we do at work that require Zoom. We have certain projects working. Mm-hmm. I understand that, but that can be a lot. And then I want to attend the baby's, you know, birthday party. I went to a six-year-old's birthday party in the beginning of the pandemic. I loved it. It was beautiful. I had all this joy in my heart. Oh, but I didn't stay too long because I ain't have too much to give. Because I'm like, uh, this has been all week. It's Friday. I got a good 30 minutes to say happy birthday to my baby right here, but I got to go because my eyes hurt and I wear glasses with, you know, the blue light protection and my eyes hurt and I can't do it no more. We are the glasses, blue light protection <laughs> game. Yeah, we are. I'll be over it. I'll be so ready to snatch my glasses off at the end of the night. Yes. And then I, if I decide to scroll, I get on here and scroll and see y'all dumbing out on here, going to compound. <laughs> <laughs> Not compound. <laughs> Yo. We, listen, I went to college in Atlanta so I could talk about Atlanta dirty. They, when I say y'all open beyond measure, I don't even know what, you have no precautions down there. I feel sorry for the mayor. I feel sorry for Miss Keisha Bottoms because dumb Keisha, Keisha dumb people down there. And I'm gonna say dumb people. Y'all be mm. out of the club and we see it. The internet sees it. I, I know that. Miss <laughs> Lance Bottoms probably has to ride around with holy water in the bible because she probably has nothing else to give you <laughs> give you citizens of atlanta this term i mean girl we praying for you girl we praying we praying and it's our people and y'all we saying it's not to because you know we love to <laughs> we love to throw the judge word on something because you just don't want to hear yeah right the truth. The truth. So we're not judging you. But y'all, we, we care about like it's us and, and they're not gonna pro- whether you decide to take this vaccine or not. Mm-hmm. But even if they roll out some executive initiative, we know how we end up getting stiff a lot of times when it comes to stuff like that. Yeah. We know that you don't have loved ones that will be able to be with you in the hospital if something happens to you. There is no one there to advocate for you. This is why we're saying this, y'all. Yeah. Please. You do not, and they're only letting the severe of the severe stay. They are. They are. It's not a game. It's not. Is a bottle worth it? Is an outfit you want to wear worth it? Is skinning and grinning up in somebody's face 
that you probably ain't even gonna be talking to in three months because I don't know who out here getting new COVID ass. But <laughs> let me be quiet. I'm hollering. The podcast is over, folks. Is no, that is funny, but that is true. I wonder. I'm like, y'all, what's up with this Rona? People want love in the pandemic. Nah, mm-mm, I'm not. Buying that. <laughs> I'm not buying that part. Love in the pandemic. No, no, mm. no. Mm-mm. Figure, figure, figure some Mm-mm. other things out, but not the love piece. Not right now. No. Mm-mm. No. I mean, y'all risking it all for Rona. <laughs> risking it all and i i mean folks may be lonely during this i know people are lonely and longer for connection but oh y'all we're going we're going to make it through i mean do you have anything you're doing sis like that at least when you can step away that you're doing to try to keep yourself engaged or balanced any self-care anything you're trying to that keeps you holding on yeah, for I definitely, I definitely found some ways. Like I like to color. I have adult coloring books that sometimes I just take time to color. I have, you know, a certain level of anxiety that brings it down. I'm like, okay, this is therapeutic for me. I dance in my home alone. Like I listen to a good tune, and if I feel the beat, I get up and shake, dance, do whatever move I want to do. That helps me release. Like instead of me going off on a coworker, going off on the Zoom, I was like, let me get this out through dance. I do that. Also try to take walks. I'm grateful to live by a park. So I get to see, you know, a little bit of outdoor. And I walk with a mask on just for those that uh <laughs> care to know. I'm just letting you know. I that I'm that precautious. Like I'm outside with a mask, but I take a walk. Uh, I do. I try to get some meditation in in the morning time just to get myself centered for the day. And those are things that are helping me cope with the pandemic. So we all going to feel off, you know, don't feel bad because you feel off some days you're going to feel off and that's OK. You you might, but you also have to find the right coping mechanisms. Right. What works for you? What I'm saying, what I'm saying may not work for everybody, but it works for me to dance, to color, to take a walk, to do meditation. So I'm definitely coping in those ways and making sure that my coping mechanisms are healthy. Because what I don't want to do is jump off the ledge and start indulging in things I don't need to indulge in. Because that can easily be done as well. So that's how I'm dealing and coping. So that's what I'm doing. How about you, sis? Like anything you do in particular to kind of just ease your mind, keep you calm? Oh. Well, <laughs> well, I mean, you, you, you make you, your self care is so healthy and balanced. It's not. Mine is, um, <laughs> you know, I just, what do I do? I've been, um, I, because I read so much and I, I, I have to take in so much for, you know, culture real and for my job working for the man. Um, I have gotten away from reading for leisure. Okay. And now that, you know, being home in the pan- during the pandemic, mm-hmm. I've been able to kind of pick reading for leisure up more. Okay. So I have, you know, just, just a couple. Revisiting novels when you're at a different stage in your life is so great. So I've gone back to a couple, you know, or faithfuls. I've kind of picked up a couple, put them down. I joined the Audible 
crowd uh, about a year ago and I find it beneficial because I like to listen to podcasts when I work so I kind of keep that an audio book in that rotation but there is nothing like the smell of a book that has been just sitting in a box or on a bookshelf and just turning filling the pages between your fingers it's just nothing like it and you know as a kid a library kid yeah you know? <laughs> <laughs> oh you know I, I I love it so it just reading just does so much for me so my whole little reading adventure has started a DIY project that I told you about which is um decorating my reading nook so I'm kind of making a reading nook and I'll have a couple starter pieces got my chair you know and I'm gonna just start building on from there I have a few ideas of how I want to make it and this is going to be an intentional no electronics you know no distractions zone for me to just really do what I need to do it's nothing like losing myself in the book right um so doing that and uh you know you know your girl I mean your girl loves her a a good 13 percent up wine I mean uh-huh. you know that yeah. she's all about the black wine connoisseur cruise so you know I I do that I'm not gonna lie to you nothing brings me more joy than pouring that Friday evening cocktail <laughs> to wind down we can be cute all day, but let's be real. It's nothing like that. And I ain't got to get up and go to work tomorrow first cocktail. Yeah. And of course, but keeping that in moderation, like you said, at a minimum, because we are not changing our environments. Yeah. Because you heard that lady talking about them people who be getting on uh, in the nets with their kids, drinking liquor at 10 o'clock in the morning and stuff like that. You know, you know, you can quit falling for something dangerous very quickly. Yeah. So of course, being mindful of that, and um I was walking when the weather was nicer mm-hmm. it has gotten a little bit cold here in the triangle specifically Raleigh um if you all don't remember from the last episode um I live in Raleigh North Carolina um but shorty always from Baltimore know that but <laughs> Raleigh is my home so it's gotten cold the past week here um it was like 39 degrees the other day on my birthday as a matter of fact it was cold and Marianne's was the perfect day to just sit in the house and relax but So I haven't been going outside as much, but during the day, but what we are doing, another thing that brings me so much peace and calm is my fire pit. Mm. I absolutely love having a fire pit in my backyard and just out there on crisp evenings, Warren and I just relaxing connecting um being the kids and roasted marshmallows out there I mean we put her to good use and it's so relaxed and just smelling the fire and you know it's the perfect wind down so that's something and it helps me get some fresh air changes our scenery so that's pretty much what I'm doing um we hope that you all are finding ways to decompress and to take care of yourself or self-care during this pandemic um anything else no that's pretty much i mean we covered it we we told you where zoom can go zoom can go straight to (laughs) where it needs to go i mean (laughs) you know the expectation of business as usual is that real expectation Eh, no it's not (laughs) 
And, you know, we finding ways to cope and get through. I mean, with a glass of wine, a coloring book, however way you want to slice it, find your way to find your happy during this time. Because mm-hmm. you got to stay happy. You really do. You got to find You got to stay happy. You got to find some joy. You got to stay happy. Yeah. So since we on business as usual, let's talk about someone who is not doing business as usual and that is our off the field for the week so again off the field is our segment where we highlight a sister a woman who is out here just making her dreams and her goals listen setting them and attaining them and doing things her own way whether it's a business whether you are active in your community whoever and whatever you do it's all about what being off the field and doing what your own thing being free so who are we highlighting this week we are highlighting two sisters actually we come up here you know we want to promote sisterhood and we're actually highlighting two sisters that have their own business and they are dear to our heart you know our sisterhood part of our sisterhood so we're excited to talk about them So first, we're going to talk about a business called Smoothing Therapy, and that business is owned by Suha Matthews. So this particular- Yay! Suha, yes! So Smoothing Therapy. So it is a beauty and personal care company. So her products, for all my organic people out here, my non-GMO people, she makes her products with love, with her hands. So you have all your shea butters that you need, all your organic soaps, body scrubs, whatever type of personal care. And we, you know, we promote self-care and people talk about it so much. Smoothing Therapy has the self-care package you need. I personally use these products, not, you know, and I've had such a great experience. So one of my favorite ones is called Cocoa Bean. It smells just like hot chocolate. It is getting cold. My skin tends to get dry. So I love the moisture that I receive. You literally just put it on. You're smelling amazing, like hot chocolate. Get yourself some hot chocolate. Sit under the Christmas tree. If you got one up, even if you don't have one up, cuddle up. Your skin is going to feel amazing. I mean, smooth, moisturized, and it's the wintertime. So like, I definitely, that's my favorite, but she has just a rate of products online that you definitely have to check out. And if you want to know more about her company, Smoothing Therapy, and who she is personally, please check out our sister, Sula Matthews, on her IG. Yes. Okay. Check her her out. Yes, check her out. Her IG is at, and I'll spell it out, S-U-B-U-A-T-T-A-H. So it's like Sue Butta. So please Mm -hmm. check her out. And we'll have all her information in our next episode so you can make sure you have that handle and yeah yeah want to talk about her little sister and also part of our sisterhood and tribe yes sade's boutique and this is all this is owned by sade matthews and her boutique you know she centers women and just she has items that make you feel good for whatever size you're at like yes her swimsuits are amazing. Unique. Okay. Bomb, y'all. Out <laughs> here. Like, no other woman will have your suit. So everybody that's taking, running y'all behind to tell them, to tell them, okay, <laughs> you can get one of these baby suits when you run your behind to tell them. 
Yes, when you want to run your behind there, over there to the to the good old Mexico, definitely check out Sade's boutique. I mean, she has amazing merchandise. Um, customer service professionalism is up there. It doesn't take forever to get the item. You're not going to be waiting by the door like I can't pack because I still don't have my swimsuit. You'll have it reasonable time. And she's just a creative, loving being just in general. Her energy is good. Uh, you'll see her website and like, oh my God, it's amazing how it's set up, the colors. She definitely will find the right suit for you, kind of fit to who you are. So definitely check her out. And you can also learn more about Sade Matthews and her boutique. Please follow her as well on IG at I-T-S-S. So that's two S's. A-D-E. It's Sade. I mean, amazing ladies part of our sisterhood, part of our tribe, part of our village, please check them out. Get, get your moisture on, get your organic soap on, get your swimsuit on, get ready for that taloon, that taloon, yeah. <laughs> and take that trip. Yeah. If you to travel, take that trip mm-hmm. and make sure you moisturize and you got a good swimsuit when you take that trip. That's all I got to say to you. Listen, lady. y'all, go ahead, help them out. It's small, business, small businesses, especially with you know, COVID and stuff, y'all. Come on, show these small, these black businesses some love, and really, um, you know, and really, really, really look out for them. You know, really, really look out for them, and and do what you gotta do. Come on, um, it's Saturdays, swimsuits, y'all. And this young like she has been. Well, we've known. I, I've known this child since she was a teenager. Okay, <laughs> and she is literally the the baby sister of the crew. Um, and so we are so happy and so proud of her and just her diligence and with her business and, and, and Saha has always, always loved oils and, you know, been on, you know, we all love those things and crystals and just really taking care of ourselves and being as natural, especially since this is, is, is common now, right. And it's not as hard to find, you know, but She's been doing this for a while, and like he just said, everything's handmade, and she's super sweet, and she writes the sweetest handwritten notes when she sends yeah. your stuff, which is such a beautiful touch. It's so personal. It's just amazing. So check them out, Sade's Boutique and Smoothing Therapies. We will link everything in the description box. Yes, we will. All right. So this week's retires. Retire code switching comes from who, Tita? Comes from Val. So we have a question from someone wrote in and they have a question regarding putting in work, basically. So the question that Val had, how does she address tasks when they are forced forced upon her so she's basically in a position from the letter stating that these tasks are put upon her and she's getting no credit essentially like you're doing all this work she's doing okay. all this behind the scenes and people fall in these places all the time how do we manage that like when someone you're doing all the work behind the scenes someone else is taking credit for it and you just want to have some type of Everyone wants some kudos at work. Like, I did this as well. You want the collaboration points, right? Like, we do things in team settings for a reason. And if that team member is like, oh, I did all, take, give the credit to me, give the credit to me, that Mm -hmm. also brings down morale. 
Cause it's like, well, yeah. I'm just invisible here. And I think it's a great question. Like how, Absolutely. Do, yeah. How do you kind of address that and, and fit into your team dynamic and resentment can build in if you don't have these discussions. Right. Yeah. Um, I, well, Val, that's a great, thank you so much for reaching out. That is a great question because it's a universal question. It's a relatable question. It's something that a lot of us can relate to, especially, again, speaking in the construct of a lot of what is considered professionalism or considered just doing what you got to do to be successful in the workplace is exploited. Yes. Right? And often we feel or we're put in positions where the only way we feel or it's designed that we can advance is if we manage up. Yeah, and that's what it's called managing up when you are doing tasks that that particularly or that you know will require or are that of someone who is a signature line above you typically mm-hmm. your manager or making decisions right mm-hmm. and making executive decisions that ultimately should be run past management or presented by management to you as a decision that has already been made so managing up Right. And so that's that is such a great area. So I I think it's being clear about what's expected of you from the beginning. Right. Mm -hmm. If you're new and coming into a department or an organization is having a very clear conversation with the person you report to, because we get caught up a lot of times. Mm. Right. You have got to talk to not the person who interviewed you, because sometimes the person who interviews you isn't the person you report to. Sometimes that changes, things happen. Whoever you report to, you need to know what their expectations of you are. Find out or pull the actual job description Mm. for your role. Yeah, You should have that. Because again, and they have a saying in HR, and it's very true. If it's not documented, it didn't happen. Yeah, that's true. So you have to, okay? And that's a very good saying. Shout out to Asia. She 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 brought that to the floor in one of my workshops I did um, recently. And it was amazing. It's very true, right? We don't have any evidence of it. It didn't happen. Yeah. So if you know what your job description is and you're going above that, or you're consistently saying that you're being asked to do the work and then and that work is of the level of management, right? Yeah. And you're not receiving credit, then you have the conversation. So again, if you're joining an organization and you haven't established a rapport yet, the first thing you want to do is find out what that manager's expectations are and ask questions like, are there any additional tasks that I am expected to perform that are not in this description. Mm. That's key. Because again, it's the great area of a lot of times we we, we throw the they show initiative. Is it they show initiative or they allow you to run them ragged? Kind of what you mentioned earlier about being the, the reliable employee. Yes. And people who don't present that way or do the same thing, oh, you're, you don't have any initiative. You don't have good work ethic. Yes, I do. I have work-life, work-life balance. Alex. Again, so these are the things you should be asking if you're new to an organization. But if you're like, you vow and you're in an organization and you're not receiving credit, then unfortunately, Val, you know, TT is always going to tell you the best way to handle things is to do so in a measured way, but a direct Mm. Again, because a large part of corporate America politics, and specifically with us, black ethics, is passive aggressiveness mm. and having have not having full direct conversations. So 
if you are coming up on an end of year review or if you have a rapport with your manager that you feel like you can have a formal conversation. I would write down the things that you, you feel, how you feel, write it down, kind of what you want to say. Mm-hmm. But you need to ask your manager or present your manager again, because everything, developmental conversations, conversations about your career and in your career profile, you have to develop the ability to have these conversations, but to present what evidence first. So all the tasks that you've done, right? Yeah. If you have too many to count, do the most three to five recent ones. Yeah. Show where you showed great and extensive initiative because you're going to have to be able to do that again because you want to dispel the response of, well, you're not doing as much, right? Or you didn't get credit because you didn't blah, 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 blah. Yes. Right? So there has to be, it sounds like there's evidence somewhere along the way that you've done. So you need to kind of have a conversation that says, you know, Hi, if you know John, I'm a little concerned because, and you can start. I, I like being here. I love what I do. However, I'm feeling as if some of my my presence is not valued, mm. and I feel that way based on the following. You understand? Yeah. You can't just have emotional conversations because you very well may know they're giving Stacy credit for your work because he. He one of the ones we talked about last episode that's yeah. thinking with the wrong head and she gonna get promoted, right? Because mm. of how she conducts herself running up and through there. And you don't do that. You're all about your work. So when you have to have conversations where you advocate for yourself in the workplace, specifically, specifically when you're talking about being forced with or facing managing up and then not receiving credit, you have to come with proof to defend that position. So once you present that to them and show how you've shown up and how you maybe have, have not gotten, you know, the credit, and then you need to specify what credit you want. Because that's something else we don't do either. Because credit or acknowledgement looks like I send out an email giving you kudos. Yes. That may be what pisses you off is that whenever there's a collective Congrats! It's a collective congratulation, and I've had I've had this happen to me, and I had to have a similar conversation. So I'm 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 helping you from a facilitator and practitioner perspective, but then also from my personal perspective. Yeah. And I had that happen to me, and where I had it whenever it was something that someone else did, they got specific acknowledgement. But when I did something, it was everybody's mm-hmm. role. And we get often that happens too, right? We're never, we never get to be the one, right? That gets accolades for that project. We're always lumped in with the team's effort. So you can present it in that way. What does that look like for you? Again, remember we talked about heart leaders, head leaders. We talked about seeing uniqueness, managing the individual. You are the kind of person that needs to be managed and that you would like credit for what you've done. But how would you like that credit? Yeah. Right. So you're presenting what you feel, but you're backing it up with facts, with information. Mm -hmm. You're validating your experience, not from the heart place. Right. Mm -hmm. But from the place of this is work. And what are the results? Because that is how they they get us every time is that they know daggone well what they're doing to us. But a lot of times we just don't have our ducks in a row and it's not documented. So think about that. 
have the conversation, explain how you're feeling, present your results or the what you produce, your deliver on your deliverables. Yes. Right? How you 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 demonstrated mm-hmm. that you deserve that acknowledge or you you deserve the credit for those particular initiatives or projects. And then what does that look like for you? Yes. What does that look like for you? Exactly. What do you what do you think, Seth? No, I, I totally agree. And speaking to a perspective of recruitment and what I see and interesting that she brings up this point with managing up at times, and most of us don't realize that's occurring, right? The managing up piece. Mm-hmm. You people want always will ask me questions or people you hear questions related to, well, how do I beef up my resume, right? Add all that you've done. And I mean everything. Mm-hmm. You have to Mm -hmm. add every detail of your job. If you want a particular job, you have to tailor your resume to that job description and to what they're asking for because you'll be surprised how much you have done within a certain time frame, within an organization, within a particular role. Our responsibilities can, can waver. They can vary from the most minute thing to managing up right doing things that are on that level and as we know speaking to the article of leadership right you have these leadership qualities are black and brown folk or whoever really you need to exemplify that on your resume you can speak to speak to Mm -hmm. them and that's important Mm -hmm. that is important Mm -hmm. to do give yourself that credit you are worth yep. that X, Y, Z amount of salary that so-and-so is getting. Yes, yes, yes. Val, and, and Val, all the stuff Keita's saying is real and not just on your resume. Like I said, when you have those reviews, y'all, when y'all have these reviews, especially if you got these organizations that aren't really good at giving clear metrics, but like to give reviews. <laughs> Document your stuff you've done. Get them emails, keep your little folder together so you can advocate for yourself on why you should be exceeding instead of achieving. Mm-hmm. Why you right? are, yes, why you are exceptional and just not meeting the standard or meeting the goals. Yeah, yeah. So I hope um, we helped you, Val. And even just keeping in mind, if you, you know, end up moving forward to another opportunity, thinking about, you know, what I said in terms of being, making some, unfortunately, sometimes you, like Keita said the last episode, you know, you have management styles, which we do, but people aren't always clear and upfront, but we'll cover in a later episode, which I'll look for, but people aren't always upfront about what, or even have, they don't have defined expectations themselves. Yes. And then as they go along, and that's why when you work for these leaders who keep changing stuff a lot, that's what happens. You're not clear about what you want to need. Yes. Oil flows from the head. So these are all the things in your arsenal that you can have. So as you move forward, you know what to look for. But definitely think about that conversation, write some things down and please follow up with us and let us know how that turns out. We, We would love to hear. Yes, we would love to hear. And please, you know, everyone out there, our listening audience, our village, These questions, we love answering these questions. We like engaging with you in this way. Please email us 
your questions to uncomfortablequeenspodcast at gmail.com. Again, email your questions, retired code switching, whatever information you want to spread, you know, that you feel works with our platform. We'd love to hear from you. Please email us. And thank you, Val. This is a great question. A lot of people can relate to it. Yep. That about does it, doesn't it? It does, it does about done it. We at the end, but we not at the end, but we there, we there. We're there. Um, any notes? Oh, a couple of notes. Understand this episode, um, December the 14th, we want to just let you all know, remember we are a bi-weekly podcast, but in the spirit of the holiday and the belief of rest and renewal, we will be taking hiatus and we'll be back with you family on january 4th with something awesome we got some awesome stuff planned for the new year but we will be on hiatus from the 14th until january the 4th yes we will yes but please still follow us at black in the field podcast because we're still going to be doing great things and updating mm-hmm. you guys on what's going on with us. We we do have something brewing this month, but we'll get to that. We'll check us out on IG to learn more about it. But yeah, we're going to take that break. We're going to promote that rest we talk about and give it to ourselves. <laughs> we need it as well. So we can come back and give you more of what you like in the new year and uh, see how that goes. We're going to start it off right. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be right. So... I guess it's time to go hit on and get free and emancipate, ain't it? Yes, time to emancipate. Uh, time to be free. Time to be free. So for me, what I want to be emancipated from, and it goes back to tie into what we've been discussing and just 2020 being a lot of business as usual. I'm tired and I need to be emancipated from people telling other people, especially you folks online, they need to be starting this amazing, wonderful business in 2020. And if you're not hustling and finding this way, you ain't really doing it. I'm not stop promoting that stuff, that BS. Cause what are you talking about? We, some of y'all need to sit down and some of y'all needed to sit down before the pandemic. And you still need to sit down because what are you saying? What are we promoting, right? You're promoting the same thing that you say you don't like in corporate America, the rush game, the hamster on this mm-hmm. wheel, running, running, running. And you telling people yeah. they not living right because they ain't start a credit business in 2020. Stop <laughs> being me about the credit business, <laughs> just by the way. And yeah, um, you want to make money no, y'all going to jail, some of y'all, and I hate to say, but J A I L, the great house. You know, I mean, you are. Yeah, I can't get with any of that. Like, we need to once again. It's not numbers. People are perishing. People are losing people unexpectedly. Everybody's not going to start a business this year, and that's fine. Some of us are grieving major <sighs> losses in our lives. We are dealing with our children, our loved ones. We just trying to make it through. And if you just making it through (laughs) 
and I'm gonna quote the great Two Chains because I love Two Chain. I'm gonna shout out to him real Teddy quick. Boy. Okay, he, <laughs> said, he said if you if you're waking up today, you winning because you are winning. Let's start with the you gotta have a business. You gotta be hustling. You gotta be running. Running to where? Ain't nothing really open. But where are you running to? I mean where? Cause where? You know where? We've had enough, and we had enough. We really have had enough showing up authentically where you're at and who you are at this moment in time. That's perfectly fine. I'm not demanding a thesis. I'm not doing that with anyone in my love that I love and care about. I'm, I just want to check in, right? What we do, we check in on each other. How you doing first? That's what we need to be asking. How are you doing? Not, oh, you wasting your talents. What are you talking, wasting what? Let them people do what's best for them and figure this on out. Cause we don't know. It's been a roller coaster ride. I mean. It really has. Yeah. Stop, Stop with the memes y'all. Stop with the memes about how you supposed to be coming out of 2020. You supposed to be coming out with a six pack, six figure job. Renewed. Yeah, renewed, new car, new this, new that. No. Nah, you just supposed to, at this point, we making it and you making it happen one day at a time. Mm-hmm. And I promote that. I promote making it one day at a time. Yeah. I'm with you, sis. Yeah. 100%. That's, that's, that's how I feel. Like, I <laughs> I need to be free to that. I feel free saying that because I've been tired of hearing about what I should be doing in 2020, what everybody should be doing you know, about their business. Business? What are you talking, huh? I'm trying to wake up. I'm trying to maintain. I'm trying to figure this out. So tell me what I need to be doing. And, and just leave me alone. Yes, leave me alone. Leave me off of Zoom, turn my camera off, and stop talking about where I should be at the end of the year. Those to see y'all folks, you know. Once again, out here, telling people what to do, not minding your business, and you ain't even got it together. But you ain't got it together, got it together. At, all. at all. I mean, well, that you know, again, yet another first <laughs> Sunday baptism <laughs> of truth at the Greater Gonzalez Baptist Church. I mean, it's yeah. I, all I have to say and all I really want to say is I'm just over and I'm going to tell you this one thing and I'm going to get on off of here. Hmm. You hairstylists in this wanting $900 deposits and a blood sample and my firstborn son and your hours is Monday, Wednesday and Friday from 10 to 1 but only when the moon has been out the night before. I'm sick of y'all and all these stipulations. I don't even have a problem with the deposit thing, but have hours that people who get work consistent jobs can actually come to. That's gonna actually turn into regular customers because we got the coin to spend. Yeah. And then you show up with these subpar conditions of doing hair. You, you, I know your service better be the quality of, of all the money you charging. <laughs> I'm tired of y'all. And it don't make no sense. And like I say, it ain't just about charging a deposit. That's fine. But y'all be doing a lot. And then I'm going to tell you something else, Keely, like you were saying, we were talking about earlier. 
Yeah. Well, how you can't get people on the phone. Sometimes you need somebody on the phone. Same thing with them. Then they want everything to be Instagram. If I've never been to you before, I want to have the option of picking up the phone and calling and asking you a question or two before you just expect me to show up and you put your hands in my head. Have you been running all over the place during this for COVID? Where have you been? Can you even, pro- you don't know if my hair has been done in a month, been done, touched in, especially with naturals a lot of us we might get a blow up once a year twice a year you know what i'm saying like yeah let me let somebody say something don't contact me don't dm i mean come on don't provide a phone number so i just want us to normalize professionalism across the board and i know and i have my shout out to my stylist tangier in baltimore just amazing shout out to my regular stylist who is expanding and will trying to but covid has just been crazy but doing pop-ups and expanding Robin she's amazing and but I'm just saying I keep hearing this and seeing this narrative over and over again and it's ridiculous and the stylists who are professional who number one have a license not a, just an Instagram page license who went to school okay get get all professional this is not for y'all this is for y'all who are who are janky yeah. And think because you do good a good job, you don't have to have good customer service. You don't have to be accessible. This is for y'all because I'm sick of y'all. <laughs> <laughs> Look, it needed to be spoken on. And we all need to be free from that because, yeah, the stylist piece and these prices and don't ask me any questions, just show up. And I gave you my good money. I don't even know how you sound on the phone. Yeah. Okay. Done put my card, you need to throw my card up here and I ain't never, never seen your face before. And I don't have no problem, like I said, paying a deposit and paying for quality because that's what I'm about. Okay, but you need to be quality on you uphold your end of that too. And it's sad and, and we got to stop being afraid to call out the nonsense because it's nonsense. And y'all have gone crazy with this Instagram thinking it's, it's supplement service and the ability to connect. Mm. When you put your hands in somebody's head, that's a privilege. It is. It is. And a lot of our mothers and grandmothers told us what? Everybody can't use your comb. Don't be sharing your comb. That's right. And letting everybody touching your head. Yeah. And I don't understand this. I don't understand. I don't understand it. And I'm talking about, like I said, those people, not the women, not the stylists that are doing what they got to do, because there's plenty of them out here. But I'm just saying, that is a big issue when you have to get maybe an ad hoc person. You know what I mean? You might be looking yeah. for my special occasion and your regular stylist is, but you never know. It's it's so frustrating and it makes you not even want to get your hair done. It, I totally agree. Because your hairstylist, like you said, you have certain hairstyles that have certain specialties, right? Like, my hairstylist, for example, just quick, she's good at color. So I'm always going to rock with her with hair color, but I wouldn't go to her necessarily for a shortcut because that's just not her expertise. So that's I might have right. to, yeah, I may have to go and find, right, a stylist, do some research, but my research should not just be on one platform, Instagram, you DM me. I need to talk yeah. to you. Yeah. I need to talk to you. <laughs> and if you listening to this and you're a stylist or you got a stylist that ain't on that dumb stuff and they good, hey, shout us out on Instagram. We love we love supporting businesses. We'll feature them, you know, but come on, we got we to gotta be real about some of the stuff we're doing out here. But anywho, 
that's my big sis you got anything else we say bye to the people no I think I think we we said it I mean we this is the you know I guess for us like we said we're going to take rest and reset so we come back to you guys refresh January 4th hitting you with with some new stuff we brewing so we're excited about that and we just hope this resonates with our village and all the listeners we had from the beginning those that we are gaining once again thank you we are grateful we are blessed. We going through this together, 2020 together, leaving nobody behind. And we're going to rock out you yep. know, for the new year. Yep. Have them blessed, happy, safe. It's, let me just say, well, hell, we all going to be in the house. Ain't Y'all just be safe, please. Do what you got to do when you got to go out and get your essentials. You know, save some toilet paper for some other people, y'all. Let's be considerate um you know and we just we love y'all have a safe holiday season a happy new year and god willing we will see y'all on the other side yes bye, bye.